Good afternoon. Welcome back to another episode. This is your host, John Rosenberg, live from Jacksonville. Thank you for tuning in to this episode. On today's episode, we're going to talk about affirmative action. What is it? Who is it made for? Was it made for Hispanic? Was it made for Asian, Africans? So we're going to get into that. Uh, before I begin, I would like to um, send out my condolences to Elijah Cummins, the chairman who had passed away from Maryland, from Baltimore, Maryland. So my condolences go out to his family, Elijah Cunningham, that are 68 years old yesterday. And it's a great loss for the black community as a whole. It's a great loss for Baltimore. And it's a great loss for the community as a, as a, as a whole. That being said, we will we'll talk about what the subject matter at hand, uh, which is affirmative action. Uh, what is entailed? Let's get to it. Affirmative action describes policy that support members of disadvantaged group that has been previously suffered, previously suffered discrimination in such areas as education, employment, or housing. Now, historically speaking, the Negro American are the only group in America that have suffered from those things. No other group have. Affirmative action was made solely for Negro American, not Hispanic or Asian or Africans. This is why I do this podcast. I do this for you guys, the millennials, the young people in this country. I'm not doing it to chase clouds. I'm not doing it for likes on Instagram to likes on Facebook. I'm doing it from the heart. When I say this as a Caribbean American, I have to be objective here. Shout out to Yvette Cornell. Shout out to Tony Talk, ADOS. Shout out to um, Dr. Boyce Yatkins, Yoel, Matt Blackview, uh, Dr. Claude Anderson. Shout out to, to Tariq Nasheed. Those are pioneers. Those are they, they are shakers and movers in the black community. I have to shut them out. I'm not kissing their butt by any chances. That being said, affirmative action, that's something that we need to study. We need to know what was it about. During slavery and during Reconstruction, when they let go of the slave, that's why the 1866 Civil Rights Act, you need to go look it up. I looked it up. So a lot of slaves had, you know, they were discriminated against, you know, throughout the, you know, the, the, the 40s, the 20s, and the 30s. The black code laws, the Jim Code law, those are systematic racism. You know, when you talk about perpetual slavery, that's what it is. No other group have suffered perpetual slavery except the Negro American. I repeat, no other group in America have suffered from perpetual slavery except the Negro American. Not Hispanic, not Asian, not African. None of those, those groups have suffered from systematic racism. Not European that come here, Johnny come lately. None of those groups have suffered from systematic racism. Like I told you guys, racism is a group, is a group phenomenon. It's, it's all about economics. Now, the Democrats with their policies throughout the 60s and the 70s and now have really decimated the black community. Now, you can argue all you want. Those are the facts. That being said, that's why the 
the Democrat Party has become a plantation, you know. It has become a plantation for Negro Americans to go to. And that's why I don't partake in any of those uh, political groups, whether it's the Republican Party, the Democrat Party, whatever. I don't partake. Because none of those groups have the Negro American best interest at heart. None of them. So affirmative action was solely made for Negro American. It was not made for Africans. It was not made for Hispanic. It was not made for Asian. It was not made for Italian, Irish, Jews. It was not made for those groups. It was solely made for Negro American. You must understand that. You must know that. And this is for the young millennials I'm speaking to. Those of us who study history are already aware of those things I just mentioned. But the young people that's growing up that was not told those things, I need to address you guys head on. Africans don't have your best interests at heart. When Africans come here, they look down on you. A lot of them come from a world bloodline. And that's why they were able to go to those Ivy League schools like Yale, Harvard, Princeton, Brown University, uh, Hopkins University. That's how, that's how they're able to go to those schools because they come from upper middle class families so they can afford those schools. They're not the same people as you. Don't try to compare yourself to an African. Don't try to compare yourself to an Asian, to a Hispanic. If you know we're Hispanic, Hispanic is a geopolitical term. So it's a, it's a culture, it's not a race. Let's, let's keep that clear. That being said, the affirmative action was solely made for Negro American. As we approach the 2020 election, this is why we've been talking about ADOS. The Negro American need is a need. It's not a want. It's a need. They need reparation. Because if you look all around, the Japanese got reparation. The so-called Jews got reparation. The Chinese got reparation. Everybody got reparation. The so-called Filipinos, Negritos, they got reparation. So every, even the Hispanic, they got some kind of reparation to immigration. So everybody have got reparation except for the Negro American. The Negro American, like I told you guys before, is the glue that keep America together. Without the Negro American, there won't be no America. They build this, this country with their bare hands. Their forefathers built this country with their bare hands. Not Africans. African them that built this country was Negro American. Copper-colored American, Aborigines, they are the ones that build this country, not African. And ask yourself, in the past hundred years, name one African invention that helped the whole world. Not only Africa, but the whole world. Negro American invention have helped the whole planet, including music. Their music is a global phenomenon. Everybody listen to jazz. Everybody listen to rap. Everybody listen to um, R&B, rock. All that, that's the Negro American lexicon. It's not African lexicon. Nobody listen to African music. Afrobeats. Afrobeats, you just started listening to Afrobeats for the past, what, five, six years now? Maybe ten? You know, it's not listening to no Afrobeats unless you live in Africa. So that being said, a lot of those people, you know, this diversity nonsense, the illusion of diversity. There's no such thing as diversity. They use this as a con to con um, Negro American. 
Or you need to be more diverse. I'm like, no, they don't have to be more diverse. They're already diverse as a people. But they have to have one common cause, one common agenda. The agenda is ADOS, descendant of slave in this country. They need reparation. They need it. They don't want it. They need it now. Reparation is due now for Negro American. I can't really emphasize, emphasize this enough. Reparation is due now for Negro American. Don't get it twisted. You guys watch CNN, MSNBC, Fox. They give you this diversity nonsense talk. It's just diversity, diversity. I'm like, Negro, please, just save this nonsense with diversity. Yes, on the surface, we are diverse. But beneath the surface, we are very segregated. This is why I'm so adamant that integration was bad for the Negro American, economically speaking. You can look at the numbers. Go back to the 1950s and the 1960s, see, and even the 1930s, see how well Negro American was doing throughout this country, particularly in the Deep South, in the Midwest. Then come, come back and look at it now in 2019. See the big gap, the big difference. The reason why reparation is due, because we need, we need reparation because we need to close the wealth gap. White American, particularly upper class, middle class white American, they had a hundred years, over a hundred years head start. Even the poor whites, they had a hundred years head start on Negro American. So to close that gap, we need reparation and money and land. We need reparation in two categories and land number one and funds number two. Those land that, that was that was stolen from Negro American by the government, by the U.S. government, they need to allocate those names back to those descendants of slaves. And they need those names now. This is why we should not be focused on this election and wasting our time unless they have a black agenda, whether it's the Democrat or Republican. If they have a black agenda, we need to press them on this. We say we only will cast your vote if you're going to give us reparation. If you're not going to give us reparation, we're not casting our vote. You can go kiss, you know, that's for the birds. You can leave that for the birds. We're not going to cast our vote if you're not going to give us reparation. That's why the Negro Americans should be pressing them on that. Like I said, they don't have no allies. Unfortunately, the Negro Americans don't have no allies on this topic. They don't have no allies from the Asian, the Hispanic, the Africans that just come here. They don't African themselves, they're very conniving. Let's be clear on that. They do not get along in Africa. What may you think they're gonna get along with you when they get to America? It's just acting as uh, acting a dog to be a freaking uh horse. There's no way that dog gonna be acting like a horse because it's not a horse, it's gonna act like a dog. So when African come here, they don't have your best interests at heart, they always try to undermine you. Same thing with Hispanic. Unfortunately, I have to say Hispanic too. They try to undermine you with this diversity talk. But by and large, they are very segregated. Hispanic themselves, they're very racist. Like the white Cubans in Miami, the Dominicans. You have some Puerto Ricans like that. You have a lot of Mexicans like that. They're very prejudiced towards black. The so-called black people. They feel prejudice. So that's the, that's the narrative we have to see go by nowadays. The diversity talk is kind of is not productive. It's kind of productive for us, for Negro Americans. So you have to be aware of that.
it does not benefit us by one iota. It does not benefit us. Even uh, Dr. Claude Anderson said that to you in his speech. Affirmative action it was made to allocate those funds that was taken away from Negro American to uh, discrimination in housing and employment and education. Historically speaking, the Negro American is the only group that have gone through that. Asian, you might make an argument for Asian and Hispanic, but they cannot stand with Negro American because Negro American has been there from the beginning. The so-called um, transatlantic slave trade was a false. It's not real. It's made up stories. You know, Negro American was already here when Columbus got here, when the English got here, the Spaniard, they all they was already here. And the the America was called Turtle Island. That's the original name, Turtle Island. So this is mainly for the millennials and the young people in this country. If you're a Negro American, I'm addressing you head on. You must know this. Don't try to let other groups use this affirmative action to gain stuff from you because they don't care about your bottom line. They, they care about their bottom line. You have to be aware of that. You must know that. Whether you talk about the Hispanic, the Asian, they use affirmative action to get to go to school, to get housing. But at the same time, when you go to their store, they, they, they profile you. They profile you, whether it's the Korean store, the Chinese store, the East Indian gas station, 7-Eleven, the hotels. They profile you. Now, we understand some of us steal stuff, but not all of us go out there and steal stuff. The greatest thief of all time is the Caucasian male. They have stolen land. They have stolen goals. They have stolen a plethora of stuff throughout the world. In this country, they have stolen millions of acres of land. They stole the whole country, by and large. America is stolen property. If you didn't know that, now you know. America is stolen property. I must address that to you. America is stolen property. You must know that. You must understand that. Okay? The Negro American did not give this land freely to the so-called European out of England. They didn't give it freely. They stole it. Through treaties and con and laws... They stole the land from the Negro American. Even MLK said it told you that. Okay? They was giving it to European immigrants like the Italian, the Irish, the so-called Jews. They migrated to this country. The Germans, Portuguese, the French. They were giving those lands to the European that migrated to America. Meanwhile, American, Negro American was really indentured servant. They were not Slave in that term, in that context, there was indentured servant because the farmland was theirs. They teach the European how to farm. The European didn't know this, this, this land. They didn't know how to cultivate this land. They were taught by Negro American how to cultivate this land, to farm this land. Because remember, we have four seasons. Europe don't have four seasons. They only have two seasons. Summer and winter. We have full season. So all those things were thought were, we taught them how to farm the land. They didn't know the terrain. Okay, the notion to tell you that you're African, you try to get your mind off America. 
Because what do you gain from this? You're talking about calling yourself African-American. You gain nothing, not one iota. You don't gain a day. Africans are gaining stuff. They're using affirmative action to come study here in your university. Now, on the flip side, can you use can you use affirmative action to go study in Africa? You cannot do that. Can you use affirmative action to buy houses in Africa to build um, uh, to take to get buy land in Africa? Can you use affirmative action? Can you do that? You cannot do that. You cannot do that as a Negro American. But African can come here and use affirmative action to buy houses, to go to school. You know, same thing for the Asian. Asian come here, they don't like your guts, they hit your guts. But they use affirmative action to buy to go to school, to get housing, to build businesses. The East Indian, the same thing. They use affirmative action to buy houses, to go to school, to get um, financial aid. On the on your back, Negro, they have used you as a step tool to get to the destination. They've been using you as a doormat. Because when they come to America, they use affirmative action to gain stuff from you, to gain wealth from your community. And then they look down on you like a doormat. And we need to change this paradigm. It is time for us to change this, this, um, this paradigm. It is imperative that we change it as Negro American. And it's, it's sad, man. It is really sad when you look at what they're doing to Negro American. And the so-called African, African are so divisive. They have 3,000, 3,000 language in Africa and 3,000 tribes. So where do you fit in that criteria? Where do Negro fit in Africa? They are over 3,000 tribes. Over 3,000 tribes, they speak over 3,000 languages. Over 1,000 languages or more. So where do you fit in Africa? Africa is a big, massive land. I told you guys it's the second biggest um, continent besides Amer- the Americas. Because the Americas are so big, they split it in two. You have North America and Central America, and then you have Central- South America. This, that's how big the Americas is. So you just split it in two continents. It's really one continent, but they split it. Those European and this, their stupidity... They changed the whole th- paradigm. They changed the whole, the whole map. It's really one continent if you look at it. And it's centered in the middle of the earth. Africa is not centered in the middle of the earth. Last time I checked. So that being said, affirmative action was solely made for Negro America. It was not made for Chinese. It was not made for Hispanic. It was not made for African who just come. Even us um, Caribbeans. It was not made for us either. I have to be objective because I'm a Caribbean American. I have to be objective here. You are solely made for Negro American. This is why they're so adamant about getting this reparation. Because it's been over 300 years. Over 300 years have passed. And those people still haven't got reparation. And white people always have these deflective. So it wasn't my fault. I wasn't there when this thing happened. But you benefit from it. You benefit, you benefit from black, white privilege. I understand you wasn't there, but you benefit from white privilege. You don't get harassed by the police. When you go to an interview, they don't say you, you, you're intellectual um, and incompetent. They don't tell you that shit. But when we go to an interview, they always criticize us. Even when we spoke so well, oh, you spoke 
without a Negro accent. What, what the hell is a Negro accent? So you speak so well, which is condescending. But the thing, the whole notion that, oh, I wasn't there when this thing happened. I wasn't, I wasn't born during slavery. But you benefit from it. Because I told you, racism is systematic as a group eco- economics. It's systematic in this group economics. Historically speaking, the Negro American was shut down. You know, their own, their, the perpetual slavery was not done in Africa. I keep telling you guys, even though Africans started slavery, they, don't, they won't tell you this truth, but that's the truth. They started this whole slavery shit. Because they were, slavery, they were enslaving other tribes during war and used them and sold them to other nations. That is uh, tribalism and, and slavery is part of the African DNA, but it's not part of the Negro DNA. Let's keep that in perspective. So, African, they're not on your team. It's sad to say they're, not, they're, they're supposed to have to be on your team because you have been there for them. You have been there for them during apartheid. You have been there for them during the farming in the, in the 1980s in Somalia and in, in Ethiopia. You have been there for them. But they have not been there for you. They All they do is they give you lip service. And they talk down on you. Akata. Those Akatas. Nigerian in primarily. I can't stand Nigerian. They're so self-centered and arrogant. Not all of them. I'm talking about the upper middle class Nigerian. Those who went to school, those who go to uh, uh, Ivy League school, they're so self-centered, they're so stupid, they look down. But meanwhile, you use affirmative action to send your children to school in America. Can we use affirmative action to send our children to Africa to study? Besides, you don't even have Ivy League in high in Ivy League schools in in Africa. Last time I checked, you don't have Ivy League school. For us to go study, whether we talk about medicine, agriculture, engineering, you know, you don't have those school there. Literature, you don't have those school for us to go study in Africa. That's why you go to Europe, you go to Cambridge, you go to Oxford, you know, you go to those schools, or you go to France to study, or Germany. But don't get it twisted. None of these people. Have uh, Negro American best interests at heart, not the African, not the Hispanic. Hispanic, for the, by and large, they only come to you when they need immigration policies to be passed. They call you, oh, my brother, and my friend, I just meals, I need you. They only come to you during immigration. But they don't talk about social justice. Only a few of them that talk about social justice. Look how they're treating the Mexican in Texas. Have you ever seen a Mexican politician or a Hispanic politician like your Ted Cruz or Marco Rubio go online and talk about, you know, social injustice in this country? Because they're all white. They don't care about you. They're El Blanco. They don't care about you. That's why I tell people before, but those of us who live in Texas, y'all need to go and vote Ted Cruz out of that office. He's a pendejo maricón. He's a, he's a bullshitter. Y'all need to go vote him out. Come 2020, 2022, when he went for re-election. Marco Rubio, too. Y'all need to go vote Marco Rubio out of office in Florida. Those of us who reside in Florida. None of those Hispanic politicians, none of those Hispanic politicians have your best interests at heart. That's why affirmative action was made for 
Negro American. He was not made for any other groups. You have to know that. You must understand that. Affirmative action was solely made for Negro American. Solely made for Negro because they are the only people that have been systematic shut down from black clothes law to Jim Crow law to hide the country, the redlining, the crap epidemic, all those things combined systematically to keep the black out of out of wealth. So it's no coincidence they are suffering. Don't try to compare yourself to the Africans. Because we're not the same people. We don't have the same experiences. Don't you see you cannot go by skin color. You guys always go by skin color. Yeah, he's my brother. He's not your brother. Just because you, you have the copper color skin? No, he's not your brother. Okay? He's not your brother or your sister. And those Nigerian who come here think they are above the law, I got news for you. One day you're going to need Negro American and they're going to give you the middle finger. Fuck you. Get the fuck out of here. Because you come to America with this holy then die added to this blood red line. You know, you come from royalty. Those are katas. Akatas. Eh, bo, those are katas. That's what you say, right? That's what you say. But you, you're a hypocrite because you use affirmative action to send your to go to school to buy housing in America, to get employment in America. But we cannot use it. We can't use that in Africa. Can we use affirmative action to get housing in Africa, to buy land, to get education in Africa, healthcare? I beg to differ. But that's my take on this affirmative action podcast. Um, if you guys have any question, feel free to call in. I would like to hear from you guys. You guys have a great weekend. One love. Happy Friday. Take care.